What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjour. And to my left, Zachary Parks. Yo. In case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTube and iTube iTube. iTube. iTunes. It should be a thing. <laughs> iTunes. What would, what, would, what would iTube consist of? I wonder. I a bleeding like, ripoff of YouTube. Maybe it's P- POV <laughs> but, style. But in the color only. palette of iTunes. You know, like yeah. Google, like camera, when we all have cameras in it's our eyeballs. It's all like when GoPros are stuck on yeah, or something on like head. that. Yeah, that's yeah. iTube. That's all iTube. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> it's ours. Don't steal it. Yeah. Or Zach's, I guess. Don't steal it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Okay, uh, but if you want to, I lost my spiel now, damn it, <laughs> we're on iTunes, you can find us there and a lot of other places on the internet as well. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast as much as for, as man, I got all for as much now. as $100 dollars per month, you can make our dreams billion. come true. <laughs> For one, as little start. as $1 a month, you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release. If a guy can get 100 McNuggets, what, what, wait, 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 what did he get? 18, he got, I thought he got it for life. He got like a million retweets yeah. for free McNuggets for life, right? Something like that. Surely we can get... I'm, I mean, that's what I'm all about, is getting those free McNuggets. Yeah. We need, a team, chat. We we need a team chat hashtag Wendy's to go. They are Wendy's. So they're not McNuggets. No, I keep Copyright. saying that. I keep saying that. But Did you see United tried to get in on that? Yeah. They're like, hey, we'll give you a free trip anywhere that you go. And, like, the, nah. and everyone's like, fuck you, United. <laughs> I was like, damn, you man. Suck. We cannot forgive in this country, can we? <laughs> Never forget. <sighs> Never forget. Never, ever forget. <laughs> but we do have a winner of the song contest for this week. We Our hint was given to us by Nicholas Boyvin last week, and it was... Uh, the mystic tale of a zombie, a pirate, and a squid. 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 That's what it is. And the song squid. was Shantae and what's so the you got title? it right? I don't know. You got it right. That's yeah. full time. But yeah. it's Shantae and the... God damn it. See, From I don't know game? the full title. I, I just guess Shantae. Phone. From what game? Shantae. What's the song called? Shantae. Shit, if Shantae's I know. <laughs> Wait, what's Shantae? Do you what have, do you have access to the uh, email? We can look this up. But oh, God, you know I It's don't. Shantae. It's from that game series. And Mogan got it right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all you need to know. And that's all you need to know. So she will have the song and hint for us at the whoop, end whoop. of this episode. I was blatantly guessing, which is why I didn't include Come any like additional title. I was like, if I say it. anything more about Shantae, they're going to know I haven't played it. So the only reason that I know about Shantae at all is because A, it comes up on a lot of indie game like registries and lists and all that stuff and B we talked about this a little bit before we started recording uh, Shantae was one of the characters that a lot of people wanted to see in Smash back when they uh, were still yeah. releasing new characters okay. for the Wii U well, I version don't know anything about this so I person. listened to it and I was like I don't know many games that include pirates uh, it may have been <laughs> Shantae and the Pirate's Curse which I've been informed just now is a game so that one that looks probably to is the, it to the art that he showed me yeah I'm pretty so sure that Shantae is. like Her. is a pirate right I don't know. She's like a cute little pirate girl and she does little hair. puzzle adventures and she's got like a scimitar and stuff. Yep, yep. And that's all I know about it. And that's, I listened to I had, it and I was like, of all the things I can <laughs> think of that sound like they would match this. Jeez, some of this. Shantae. Whoa. Don't scroll too far to the yeah, right. Yeah, it's like don't a scroll. Lot of, like, <laughs> she's not wearing territory. a lot of clothes sometimes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was, the, that was the game. I'd never heard of that game. So it was fun You've to learn of something new. Have you never heard of Shantae? No, I don't I think so. It's a very popular. I like uh, the song though. Yeah. Oh, the, song the song was really, was really good. good. So I want to give that soundtrack a check out a little bit. Shantae kind of falls into similar 
mindsets is things like Shovel Knight would. Ah, yeah. Okay. Which I, I really want to play Shovel Knight. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just I, the same way I don't really want to play Shantae. It looks fun. I'm just, just probably not, not going to play it. Yeah. yeah. Shovel Knight is one that I want to get eventually for the Vita just to have. I'm like, you know, that's I that's the kind of thing like, like Shantae and Shovel Knight fit the handheld. Yeah. That's the thing. Really well. You know the whole thing about like lately we've been seeing a lot of these indie games coming back with the like retro 8-bit 16-bit yeah. look. To me, like I don't know. I don't want to play that on a on like my TV necessarily. I want right, to play right. that on a handheld. I get that because yeah, that feels that. that feels more right. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it th- does because it me. reminds you of the Game Boy days. Right. And yeah. you're like this right. is appropriate. That's the pl- proper yes, platform for games is. that look like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So thank you for that hint. Stick around to the end of the sh- into the show where Mogan will be the, giving. Are us- you ready for that, Mogan? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to be right. So, so hey, she'll nothing. think of something. I'll yeah. think of something. You're good on the fly with that kind of it's thing. It's going to be a Jared heavy episode. That's right. That's every right. episode should every be. Every episode should be. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to go a little bit out of uh, out of order nah. for this episode. Because the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the topic of, uh, of the show for today is, even though we kind of thought that I might not do this, we did decide that it's going to, that I am going to give a, a more story-based review of Horizon Zero Dawn. I finished the game, got that platinum trophy, and now I just want to talk about it a little bit more and go a little more in-depth into the Everyone game. Everyone just pressed so skip. <laughs> there's going to be some spoilers. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. <laughs> Which is why we're doing, you know, we're going to do Mumble with Mogan first. We're going to do our little bit normal catch-ups of, of, uh, re- of random news and, and things that we want to talk about before we jump into it. And then we'll give you plenty of warning before we start into the Horizon discussion. So those of you who don't want it spoiled can stop listening there and skip ahead to the song contest at the end. <laughs> So the best part, the best part, the best part. (laughs) So the one thing I wanted to start off with, and I wonder if we'll touch on it at all with the moment with moments. I'm thinking we might want to just go ahead and go into that first, because we had a lot of things that came for that. We talked about in our E3 predictions episode last week that I've already been either a answered or, or knocked out as, Oh, knocked out of the rumor mill. Maybe not knocked out of the rumor mill, but uh, I guess, well, yeah, because they've been answered. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and do the moment with Mogan and uh, we'll, and then we'll recatch some of those things that have been. Okay. So first we're going to start with the out nows, which includes a correction. So rhyme did come out on May 26th. So that is out now, but only for PS4, Xbox one and PC. I mentioned that whatever odd company is porting it to the switch and that is going to be available on August 31st. Oh, wow. Not May 26th. So that was my bad. Yes. So it's also going to be, I've realized a whole $10 more expensive on the switch. So it's like, I'll be getting it for PS4. Thank you. So Rhyme is now available for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So is the Don't Starve Mega Pack. That one is for PS4 and Xbox One. East Origin just came to the PS Vita. Uh, Zach and I were just derping around we with Jared's were. Vita. We were. I never held one before. We were like, wow, this thing is dumb. Uh, but <laughs> Why does right Jared have this? Shut your damn mouth. Shut. You hold your tongue, sir. <laughs> this is amazing. I love my Vita. And then we have Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, which just came to the Switch. Ah. So that one did just come out. And then coming soon. So excited. You know, we'll save it for last. Okay, the ones that don't matter. Dirt 4. Sure, why not? Hey, that's a racing game. He likes those games. I like those games. He likes it. It sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking the physics forward are top to notch. <laughs> All right, so Sexy Dirt physics. 4 is coming out June 6th, and that's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So is Elder Scrolls. 
Online. Morrowind Online yes. coming out yes. PS4, Xbox One, and PC also June 6th. Mm. And the only one that actually matters to me this entire month of June, because it's actually going to be a really dry month. Yeah. I don't know if you've looked at the schedules. Not a lot is coming out. I don't have June. really anything. I've said this before. I don't really have anything that I'm really looking forward to until like August. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. only thing that matters is Tekken 7 no. is finally coming out Seven. on June Seven. 2nd Seven. for PS4 K-O. and Xbox One. No excuses. Everyone should get in and play it. Tekken is the best. And then in some news, we actually do have a little bit that ties into today's They just released the newest patch for Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. So primarily, unlike some of the other ones which dealt with uh, additions like the photo mode, for example, this one is primarily addressing bugs like the lure call being able to summon uh, bandits, for example, from across the other side of a camp, basically by uh, manipulating its range. They got rid of that, so you can't do that anymore. Uh, And other stuff like... um, I don't know what that is. (laughs) I I know what it is, I just never used it. And other things like uh, just general game progression and other glitches. And then we also have a claimed RPG sequel Divinity Original Sin 2 now has a release date so they've just announced that it will officially be coming out September 14th for the PC so Divinity Original Sin when did the first one come out? It's an older game, I feel like. It is, but it was really popular back in the yeah, day. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of it. Like, it's still, I feel like, is on the front page of Steam yeah. and everything every time I open it. And that's why people are super excited for Original Sin 2. So they're really happy that it finally now has an official release date. So that's, again, September 14th. And then in some other news that you and I kind of already talked about, Red Dead 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 has officially been pushed back to an unknown date in 2018. So far they're saying spring. I heard summer. Well, I've already Rockstar heard delays a lot. So because uh, <laughs> they actually had a statement from Strauss Zelnick, Take Two's president, and he was hmm. basically saying, "Look, for a game like this, which is really like self-inflated inflated and whatever, but he's like, for a game like this, it doesn't matter what time of year you release it. If we release it in summer, people are <laughs> still awesome. going to buy it." That's, I mean, that was that's like, true. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah, I, I, I know. Like, it, I like it, it doesn't really matter. No. So, he, so basically, he was like, "Look, we don't give a crap about the holiday season. Yeah. We're going to release it when we're ready." Go so, fuck yourself. Go fuck Consumers, <laughs> because we when did, right between the lines, yeah. <laughs> when did Grand Theft Auto Five come out? That came out, I believe. I might be wrong about this. Spring twenty thirteen. What was the exact date? I remember playing it in May of a springtime. It's either twenty thirteen. I want to say that it came out in the, in the spring too. May fifth. I bet I'm right. Maybe t- maybe twenty fourteen. Oh, look it up, please. Tell it me came out. Right. No, because it came out before the four and Xbox One. I think. Because uh, remember they did, did the it remasters. Did. It, it came out before the Xbox One. Septem- what? Oh, so, September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. So I was not. Uh, okay. So yeah. So it would have come out right before the PS4 and all that stuff. Because okay. PS4 came out in November twenty thirteen, I believe. Hmm. Um, that was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, so it obviously isn't going to matter. Yeah. Like, but, but I did hear that and I was bummed, but also then relieved because it, since it frees up another $60, I don't have to spend and I can spend to something else and not feel guilty exactly. about buying too many games because the, while right now I'm in a dry spell, the fall is going to have so many games and, if only you would join up Splatoon, July twenty first, man. So it's I'm coming. very much considering asking for a switch from birth. Oh, you need to because you just you, you're missing out, man. Cause, cause you are seriously missing out. Now there's Zelda, Mario Kart eight, and yeah, I'd wait for another game. And there's going to be well, there's going to be called. well, there's going to be Mario Odyssey. There we go. Apparently, Mario. I'd almost wait for Mario Odyssey. Apparently, they're also teasing. Not which, get it's Splatoon. not going to be this year. I might. 
I might. When does that come out? I will kill you. When does July twenty first. Oh, okay, July twenty first. Yeah, Splatoon and Zelda two. Yeah, you just don't do it now. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If, if it's a birthday present and somebody buys it for me, well, then, okay, you know, I think then that's, that's, that's not my money. <laughs> Hypotheticals here. <laughs> no, I'm dropping serious hands to the listeners. But uh, <laughs> birthday's coming up July fifth. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but no. So I heard that and I was kind of like, ah, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> damn the devil. I was I was very disappointed. They gave us a lot of cool screenshots though to go with it. And one of the screenshots that I've seen to put around a lot of it is a, is a cowboy holding two guns. Mm. So if you could dual wield in red dead and red, you can dead, do that in Splatoon. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, you can Splatoon probably is not red dead. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a different game. Different game <laughs> entirely. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> trying to be helpful. <laughs> so, oh so, you know, the excitement's still there, but, uh, definitely, but definitely, uh, you, you couldn't dual wait. wield in the original. Yeah. That's actually I don't surprising. Think so no, that's, it's that's, not like I like unless I forget. Like I hope dual wielding isn't the innovation for Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, it'd be I'm cool. Sure it's not. I know. You have to hold a PS4 controller in each hand. It's like the supposed uh, <laughs> cheat or thing controllers. for uh, Star Wars Pod Racer for the N64. Apparently, you can hold a controller in each hand and, and steer it. Really? Apparently, they say that's a thing. I haven't been able to. Try that's like it. a like a little glitch. I need hint to try it. Cheap. I have Pod Racer. I just never have tried getting it That'd to be work. Cool. Um, but so the uh, so yeah so that I heard that about that and then the other thing about uh, E3 that I was wanting to hear more about um, that actually today a lot of it was confirmed about what it's going to be is Far Cry Five. Ooh, I mm, did see that sense. they released the makes official sense. cover art. Which yeah. it you know obviously I get excited about games and I'm excited about Far Cry because I really love that series. But after seeing the cover art, I am so excited. I mean, let me see. Because so a lot of, so they started dropping these teaser trailers earlier this week. It's funny that I've never played Far Cry. I think you'd like Far I know, Cry. that's a game that I feel like is right up my alley. But so so don't talk about it quite yet cuz I'm building up to it. Uh, to what the cover art is. But so they released these tra- teaser trailers and people were long assuming that oh it's going to take place that it was going to take place in America. So they were thinking it was going to be um, it was going to be a uh, like old west kind of thing. Well, they started releasing these these trailers revealing that their game's location was going to be in this fictional place, Hope County, Montana. Well, Hope County, County is fictional. Montana's not. And, and But then Montana. it was, was going to be a, a, a uh, current setting, like it was going to be in, the, in modern time. So everyone's like, whoa, what's happening? Well, today they release, the, they release the cover art, and it looks like the bad guys are going to be a militant Christian cult. Yeah, I would, that'd be a good guess. There. They kind of look like they're out of Duck Dynasty. Which, holy yeah, a they little, do. Yeah, a little bit. Which, going back to something that we've talked about with you, where you're like, give us a different setting. This is a very different setting, actually. Like, could you get a more yeah. different setting? Yeah, this is very interesting. A cult in Montana. That is pretty... Oh, and in oh I didn't notice day. the wolf there. The, the dog. wolf, the guy sitting here with sinner on his back. It burned into his back. Obviously, the, uh, the uh, call out to the Last Supper painting. Yep. Yep. Uh, but then, also, I was reading... The, uh, Polygon was doing. I was reading an article of Polygon about it that the stars and the American flag on the cover are the Iron Cross mm. that Hitler used. So <gasps> possibly some like neo Nazism oh thrown in there gosh. too. Sounds so, like modern times. Sounds like modern <laughs> times. Sounds like outdoors. It really does. I and wonder so, if they were developing this game and then a bunch of recent events happened. Yeah, and they were like, like good uh, timing. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to work this out really great. well for this us. It's going to go great. <laughs> so I saw that cover art and got so excited. I actually, I, I do think that sounds really interesting. Yeah, that sounds cool. Because like that is one thing we always fight in video games. You're always fighting like some kind of evil foreign power 
uh, you know, or terrorists, something like that. But you're nev- never can I think of that you're fighting. Well, I will say with the exception of like Homefront, the Homefront games or something mm-hmm. like that, you're fighting in somebody who invaded the U.S. But you're you don't usually fight somebody who's already on your own soil. Right. I only hope Home-grown that you're just like right. a regular old. U.S. federal state park trooper. Well, the yeah, thing, I wonder what you. Yeah, the thing with with Far Cry and it, of the ones that I've played, you're always just kind of this person who's thrown into it. Yeah, it's like a oh darn. It's like a it's like a yeah fuck. In Far Cry Three, you're a you're a teenager who or a teenager young adult who's there uh, having a vacation with his friends. Then you get attacked by pirates. Right, and that yeah. kind of kicks it off for you there. Uh, Far Cry Four, you're uh, this young man who's grown up in America, his parents immigrated from Karat, the, the uh, country that you go back to for Far Cry 4, and then you get captured and then roped into all the civil unrest and civil war that's going on there. So Is that Venezuela? Or Colombia? No, it's actually in a. It's actually it a in Asia. One? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just kidding. It's kind of. You're supposed to think it's like Nepal esque place. Really? Yeah. Is it in the mountains? Yeah. Huh. So how about them? But uh, so that those building games are great. So I'm. I bet the set off for this will be very similar in Far mm-hmm. Cry Five. Like I would be surprised if these people are. You know, if you're this like well trained dude who just runs into it. That's part of the I thing think about. It would be pretty interesting if you were a defector. That would be cool mm. too. Maybe you're the guy on the cover with sinner written on his back. That would be cool. Mm. Be the, cool. My favorite of the uh, teaser trailers that they showed is a is a it's a church old you know old timey church building. Yeah, and you, the camera's just slowly zooming in on it, and you hear the bell ringing, and as the the flyby keeps going of the church, you see the bells being rung because somebody is up there smashing somebody's head into the bell. Oh no! Nice. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Which perfectly sets the tone for Far Cry. Yeah, that's a very Far Cry esque thing. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. almost funny. <laughs> you know, it's, that, it's and that's like the point of it. So, yeah. so I saw that cover art and I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Which I think I don't know if they said uh, if they've slated release date. I think it's supposed to come out within the next year, but I don't know if that means this year or like early next year. I bet it'll be next year. Yeah, yeah probably so. I mean, if they're releasing the trailer now, there's no way it's going to come out this year. Because Primal Far Cry Primal came out in February of. Last yeah, year? just last year. Yeah. They, they've so got to give it more time. It'll probably be it'll probably be early next year. I would imagine before that comes around. But but uh, those those like the two things. I was like, I want to see the city three, and now they already answered my question. So I guess I don't need to watch you three. <laughs> no, yeah, done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, your favorite things are already out. <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah. So that, that Far Cry, I saw that today, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited, so excited. What's it actually going to be? Just Far Cry Five. Far Cry. 5. Does it have like a subtitle or something? Usually like that? they don't. Primal oh, okay. is the only one that did. Well, they've had Far Cry. Okay. Take it back. They had Far Cry 3. The normal ones of the series that are the, the numbered entries don't have a, a subtitle. Okay. They've had mm. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which was really fun because it's like an 80s sci-fi setting. <laughs> it's, that does I sound love that cool. one a lot. I, I play it. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I like it a lot. Uh, and then they've had Far Cry Primal. And then so now they're going back to a numbered Far Cry 5. Okay. Very um, cool. But yeah, so. It's, it's a fun series. If you guys haven't checked those out and played any of those. I know. I have a good friend that Far loves Far Cry usually comes Far out Cry. for Sony and Microsoft, right? Yeah, it's yeah, for both. It will be for both, yeah. All right. Okay, well, unless we had any other news that we wanted to cover, I think we will go ahead and jump into the in-depth and spoiler-riddled review of Horizon Zero Dawn so we can f- finally lay this classic game to it's rest. It's already to a rest. classic. It's already a classic. For a, for a while, at least. Oh, yeah. No, that's my, it's going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my review. That's great. (laughs) All right. So I've talked enough about in the past about uh, Aloy as a character. 
Uh, so I'm not going to necessarily dwell on yeah, that gonna start? too much. I'm really going to just kind of go into the story and talk a bit more about why I think the story is such a great story. Okay. And then some extra pros and pros and cons of the game that I came across now that I've actually finished. So, and then all like the different activities and things like that you can do because they give you a lot of activities to do. So I will start. So again, like I said, final warning, spoiler territory. You're in it deep right now. If you go any further, I cannot promise that you will come out unscathed and have something un- not have something spoiled for you with the game. So, so yeah, you've been, you've been warned and here we go. Warned. It's your fault now. It, it is your fault now. If you, if you spoil it, don't come crying to us. Yeah. All right. Nope. So beginning of the game basically starts off and, uh, with Aloy as a baby, as an infant being given to hey. Rost who is an out an outsider of the Nora tribe. And he's given Aloy is given to him to raise and train because she is also now being just predestined to be an outsider by the ruling mother, the mothers of the Nora tribe. Do you already know that it, what happened with no. like society, but you do know you're in the future. You do know you're in the future. Okay. I mean, you get that from just like, you know, pressing start <laughs> well that and well yes because it, when it starts the game starts the text screen yeah. at the beginning is like earth the near, the far yeah. future and then it like okay. says earth's been overrun you know blah 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 okay oh so it gives you like a little opening cut scene a little bit gotcha. and so this is where all this is Aloy's is given to ross being told and is told that he has to take care of her and all that by the by the mothers because the nora tribe is ruled by uh, by women called Finally. called Ugh. mothers. <laughs> Shut up. I'm totally joking. Totally <laughs> and, and so anyway, you follow Aloy from then. It, then it jumps ahead to when she's six years old, and Rost is training her, is training her. But the whole thing is you don't know who her mother is. No one knows who her mother is. All the, all that you know is that you came from the mountain, which is like this, uh, which is like a sacred place that only the mothers can go into. And you don't really know why. You just know you came from there, or some. And the mothers are there, and they gave you to Rost, and because you can't be a part of the tribe because you're like so, you know, it's weird where you came from. They can't explain it uh, because the the mountain is viewed as a god. Because as you can see, it's built, or the the mountain contains what seems to be the the ruins of an ancient giant uh, machine. Hmm. Oh, so, okay. I didn't know that. so anyway. When you're training with Rost and you learn, starting to learn the basics of things, you find in this cave, in this cave you go into, uh, that you fall into rather, this piece, this triangular device that you call a focus or your focus because it allows you to like scan the environment and see things that you didn't normally see, like uh, resources, technology, different things like that. So in the game, is this something that you hold or is it like a piece of gear? It's, it's attached to your ear. Oh, okay. And so, so it's a Bluetooth. Yeah, pretty gotcha. much. It kinda, that's what it kind of looks like. <laughs> cool. And so for, so then Aloy uses it and she's just like, oh, this is really cool. And then like Ross, when he's like, what is it? And she's like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> Take it. Um, Classic six-year-olds. But anyway, so then she's like really determined because she gets teased by a group of kids from the North Tribe that, you know, like, you know, they can't talk to her and like they have to turn away. But one like still manages to make fun of her and all that and she's and so she gets really Lisa. that's basically how she feels she feels like yeah. and she can't understand why she doesn't know she's just like why am i an outcast and you know and ross is just like you know answers will come as will you know you, you'll find out but there is a way you can find out by eventually competing and uh completing this event that the nora tribe call hold called the proving which if you win the proving you're given a boon by the mothers and so you can you know get anything and so Aloy, then if she were to win, could ask for more information about her mother or be accepted into, you know, be, become a part of the Nora mm-hmm. tribe. Well, you become part of the Nora tribe by winning and then, you know, Ooh. you get this extra special yeah. thing. So she's like, okay, that's how I'm going to, you know, Ross, teach me everything. 
Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you get a cool, fun, awesome training montage kind of thing <laughs> at, as she grows up and then it gets to where she is, which I believe when the game takes place, she's either ni- she's like 19 or 20, I believe, okay. when the when the game events start. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, and so then it goes, and she does go and compete in the proving. And she winds up, okay. How frequently does Tio. the proving happen? Uh, is this like a common thing that they do every year? I don't think so. I think it's okay. like... Every with each generation of children, when they grow up, the given the proving, and then it happens with like with kids. Once kids reach huh. a certain age, I believe is the thing. Um, so anyway, they go and compete in the proving, and she does wind up winning. Well, when the prove at the end of the proving, they are suddenly attacked by these soldiers, and everyone there is killed. Jesus, and, and all the people who took place in the in the proving are killed. Uh, Aloy is then singled out by the leader of these people and then to be uh, whose name is Helis. And he is going to try to uh, kill Aloy there. And he says, you know, like turn toward the sun and, you know, like really menacingly, he's like holding, was like turn toward the sun. And then he's like about to stab her. Ross comes in, say, you know, knocks her away and then fights, you know, fights Helis. But then, uh, Ross like, Incapacitates Helios in some way, but then Helios is able to like stab Rost, and then you're like, Oh, oh my uh, bro, spoilers! Rost is yeah, fucking spoiler, awesome, dude. <laughs> I said, Spoiler, spoiler, so that's an ahead. early death that you feel, yeah. So, approximately, what percentage of the way through the game are these events taking like place? If you're going, beginning. it's very beginning, yeah. it's oh, like, okay, very gotcha. the, like, like second, chapter one, second, third story oh, mission, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because and so Rost, and then Rost is able to get you to safety. Uh, before he finally does die. Um, and so then you wake up later inside the mountain and then the mothers, you know, the mothers found you and they were like yeah. healing you. So you've been unconscious for some amount of time. And basically they tell you that, yeah, like you, you don't have a mother. We don't know who your mother is because you literally came from the mountain. Like they they show you this big, huge metal door that's in the mountain. And they're like, we came in here one day and Listen. you were Listen. you know been, as much as you do they were, basically they were yeah. like one day it's been closed for as long as we've been alive one day it opened you and you were there and wow. then it closed and it hasn't opened since oh wow and so you eventually learn because through someone you interacted with before the proving started because you met this other this um Osaram, which is another tribe an Osaram soldier named Erend, who and you met somebody he came with named olin and you learn later that Olin also had a focus. And so that you, you, and so, but you were targeted specifically because somebody who could see through Olin's focus saw you. Huh. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so that kind of is the catalyst of like, okay, well, I got to figure out who my mother is and why was I specifically targeted for yeah. this? So without going in through the full complete detail of what happens and all thing in between there, you eventually meet up with another, you go to this, uh, to the, another tribe Karja who are like the big, the bigger tribe of mm-hmm. all the tribes, which, uh, and they have the city Meridian and they're like, you'll find answers there. That's where the guy, the Osram guy, Aaron and Olin, uh, came from. So you go there for more answers and searching things. And then you lo- finally, as you go through and you're discovering more from these ancient, uh, from the ruins of the ancient world, the old ones they're called, which you know is like the modern, the modern human or the humans we know now. Um, so the, do the ruins just look like regular city buildings? Like, but very decrepit, very torn apart, mm-hmm. like just like remnants, basically nothing more. Uh, but there are like some older places like the, that, you know, look like older cities or older structures. But anyway, you run to eventually a, someone then contacts you through the phone. Fo- okay. So you basically learn, I'm trying not to get confused and out of, out of whack here. Olin 
is working for the people who attacked you at the proving. <gasps> Gasp. Oh. Because Spoiler. they yeah. twist. They uh, captured his family and basically forced him to do it. Ah. And they all okay, have focuses too because they found they found them through digging and and built and uh, you know digging around in ancient ruins. They found more of these focuses and they've been able to replicate them and give them. And uh-huh. so you find out the people who attacked you are this group, this uh, militant cult-ish offshoot of the Karja called the Eclipse. Okay. Sounds sinister. Yeah. And they're led by Helis. Um, and so as you go on, you're contacted by someone through your focus. So you just see like this hologram of him basically. And his name is silence. And he's like, I know some things. I know how these focuses work. I kind of know some things about the eclipse too. I can help you figure out. And I want to figure out what all the old ones were, where these machines came from, why they're suddenly, you know, becoming more aggressive and starting to attack more because they used to like years past they said the machines were very docile that you came across and they didn't hurt you at all but now they've become very aggressive and attacking and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and so through silence you realize uh that you that the so you you start to uncover the backstory of what happened so basically what happened before in the in the old world was there was this in this corporation the pharaoh industries led by ted pharaoh big business yeah. and they were Always and this is like a bad guy 23 like 2060 or 2360 something like that it's oh, like we're it, getting there you know it's in the future basically he made this these robots they were supposed to be these machines because they were supposed to be for like military use and the whole thing about them is that like there were these you built, he built the machines and the different kinds of machines, like the attacking machines, but then he also built machines that could replicate and build other machines. And so, but the thing is to prevent anyone from being able to take them over or, you know, steal them away from his corporation, you know, he didn't build a back door, basically a kill switch into these machines. But then there did become some kind of code error or something that pushed out that caused the machines to basically become a singularity and like start generating and producing themselves. And what the, the Uh, robots and machines run off of is biomass is biomass. So like they will, you know, uh, suck in like plant life, human mm, life, animal life, everything, you know, that's what creates. We've seen Terminator. Yeah. We're all familiar. We're all familiar. (laughs) And so basically they're expanding at a rate that the humans cannot control. They can't shut them off because this all happened. And so a lot douchebag CEO of what, it sounds like it's actually going to happen in a couple of years. You know, yeah. Who knows? We're really familiar. And so, thanks, um, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> Musk. You find out that um, <laughs> maybe it just hates me. Maybe it's you. Yeah, maybe it's this core. I don't know. No, because no, we didn't switch course. But anyway, so you learn then if through watching these old holograms that you learn and that you find when discovering when searching through old ruins with silence, you find a person in them who looks like you. <gasps> And her name Gasp, is <laughs> Elizabeth Sobeck is her name. And so you also you're like, name. you look like her and you're like, okay, but I can't be her necessarily. Yeah. But you realize that because of your shared resemblance to this person, to Elizabeth Sobeck, you are the reason that is why the eclipse is hunting you. So it goes on a little bit more and you discover that the eclipse are being driven and directed by this God, devil, demon, whatever that they call Hades. And Hades is the one who basically said, kill her, kill her. When you saw, when Olin saw Aloy back in the beginning, Hades, who was tied into the Eclipse's uh, focus network, was able to see her and was like, bad kill, you know, bad kill, basically. (laughs) 
So it goes on, time goes on, and you realize that the importance of Dr. Sobek is that she headed up a project called Zero Dawn, basically, to save the world. Because they couldn't stop the they couldn't stop the the robots they couldn't stop the machines from advancing and so she's like this is our only option this is what we got to do and you really don't figure out what that is until like the very end of the game basically what it is is she sent out the call to to gather certain people who are like the masters of their field master artists master historians master scientists all this and bring them to this one place and what was happening there is that these people she was building this project called Z, called Zero Dawn where she was basically creating a supercomputer or a super entity that she called Gaia. That, and then Gaia was going to have these offshoots, um, that, like semi-supercomputer things, that were going to basically help uh, maintain and store the knowledge, Earth's knowledge. So mm-hmm. like one was called Apollo, and it was going to have all like Earth's learnings, like history, mm-hmm. art, all this. Because here's the thing. They basically knew we're shit out of luck here on earth. Yeah. We can't stop this. It's going to, it's going to wow. be destroyed. So they had all this robot technology, but no like space technology. No, they did. Oh. And so they tried, they tried to like leave at one point, but also this happened so fast and it happened within like oh. months. They had like months to do all this stuff. And so they were, they built up this computer, which basically it's sole intent and purpose guys and purpose was after life ended basically on, on earth. Um, because that was inevitable that Gaia would, they built in, they were finally able to build in some kind of like thing that would basically wipe out the, the robots. Um, I'm actually not totally sure on what this is. Basically what I can't remember now, even though that was like the last part that I played in the game. Um, but basically the robot life, the robots would take over human life would be destroyed. But then basically this Gaia program would be able to cause an, an apocalypse of some kind to wipe out the robots. And then after, Oh no, duh, they ran out of biofuel. So they couldn't create bio anymore fuel. So basically once the robots ran out of energy, yeah, this Gaia program was to kickstart and they had cryogenically stored like seeds and and plant life and everything all in this too. So, but they made Gaia smart enough to be able to, uh, know, when that had happened, like when, feel it out, yeah. see see if conditions, and were then good. begin planting life and basically restarting. Basically, made a god computer, basically where it's like um, I'm going to start here, trying to replant things here, and they also made guys smart enough to be able to design and build anything that might assist her hmm. in repopulating. So, thus the monsters that you have of the day. Yeah, they made these like various fabrication sites throughout the world. And when Gaia felt determined on what Gaia felt like she needed, she would create a machine to help do that, that task. So like the big storm birds were to like the big, huge bird ones were used to clear out electrical, like basically purify the air. Mm-hmm. So wow. like they all Super had these like different. This is what I mean when I said a couple weeks ago that the, like the story is yeah, the most like really good original that yeah. I've heard of in the sci-fi realm in a really, yeah. really long yeah. time. What is the big flat head long necks purpose? So, so, you like that title too? Yeah, very flathead, they're called tall necks in the game. Oh, see, you you so have, close. They're developer. like sonar. They're like <laughs> easy, sonar easy. stuff like that. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, and so you basically learn that yeah, everyone who was alive before is dead and and died, and they all knew that was going to happen. And so, what you're living in is an iteration of Gaia of, of the world that Gaia recreated. Mm. Now, the thing about it is Gaia had one of the other counterparts or super cores or whatever that, uh, Gaia had in a, in a part of Apollo and all that was one called Hades. 
naturally. Basically, you know, if they hadn't named one of them Hades, nothing bad would have happened. Yeah, it's all the name. Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The whole, yeah. the whole thing of Hades, his whole existence and part of why he was there was to prohibit some, you know, the world being restarted wrong. So, like, if something happened with like weather conditions or the mod or the robots that Gaia made started going crazy, basically Hades would offer would restart the apocalypse and like wipe everything again and allow Gaia to start over because they weren't doing humans yet. They were trying to re get the, mm. the, the, uh, the, the life and the plant life and animal life restarted. And then once they felt like Gaia felt like she had a solid foundation, then human life. Cause they also created like fake womb, fake embryos to be able to, you know, like sealing, uh, stored DNA, old DNA Test to be babies. able to, yeah, basically yeah. to be able to repopulate the earth. So that's what you figure out then is what the whole population of the earth is, is at this point or, you know, further generations on down the line, but people who were all formed from these, you know, test tube babies basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so the thing is, so Aloy's finding all this out and she's still like, okay, so what's the big deal? So that's why Helis is all about following Hades because he's like this supercomputer, like God thing that's just talking to him and giving him, showing these powers because Hades can corrupt the machines, which is what's kind of creating the uh, the the bad angry mach- monsters and everything from coming up. So basically, to to sum this up, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm rambling a lot and just telling everything that doesn't need to be necessary. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you basically find out that while the development of Zero Dawn was going on, there was a uh, like a breach in the wall of Gaia Prime, which was like the main headquarters of everybody who was left. Because everybody who was taken into the project to be to like to you know pass on their knowledge, they had to stay there. They couldn't leave, and like it was pretty much you can either a choose to help us out, but we can't let you leave because if you leave and tell the whole world that you're fucked, like then you're then you're just gonna cause the world to give up, and we won't be able to have time, and then the you know the robots will win before we go. So you either had to stay there and help, or you know choose to be euthanized basically because mm. like we can't have you using our resources if you're not going to help, yeah. you know? So it's like this whole thing. So, um, so this one point in the, in the past Gaia prime, where all this is taking place has like a breach in its exterior and somebody has to go out and, and seal it. But the only part, but once you seal it, you can't open it again because of all the signals and everything inside it would alert the machines who would then be able to come and find everyone. So, it's, you know, it's basically like a structure that blocks all outgoing transmission kind of thing. So, you know, Elizabeth Sobek volunteers to go do it, you know, and so everyone else, you know, inside is is trapped inside and she's obviously, you know, sacrificed herself because the project's done basically at that point. There's just a few more, you know, basically the execution of it. Um, but then after that happens, Pharaoh, Ted Pharaoh who's still around and like, oh, try, of course because he he's is. bankrolling zero dawn to uh, like, try to make it better. He's bankrolling okay. the project to try to get it going. I was about to say, is he, he ca- still being evil out in the world? Well, he calls all the people who uh, got, who, you know, like the main people, they were called like the alphas. He brings them all together to this conference room to like, talk to them and be like, Hey, you know, got an issue here that I want to talk about. Basically, he's afraid that if we give, if we gave the future generations all the like knowledge and everything we've learned that they would just only repeat our mistake. Mm -hmm. He wants life to be able to start brand spanking new fresh, make everyone learn everything. So that's why. um, So anyway, when he's sitting there, he's basically tells everybody, yeah, I just destroyed Apollo. Whoa. So like everybody, 
and and everyone obviously starts freaking out and he's like yeah and i kind of knew that you guys weren't going to take this very well <laughs> so he depressurizes the room that they're all in and kills them all oh wow oh my god yeah so basically so that explains why everyone's basically in the stone age again corporations mm. man right. because because of the all this guys. so oh my gosh and so then you realize that the one last final place you have to go to get more to learn more is this is another uh, bunker, basically, uh, where which is the 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 uh, the ba- the door in the mountain back in the Nora homeland. Oh, okay, is you like okay? I have to go there to figure it out. So you go there. Your bios your bio scanned by the door, which previously it hadn't let you in, but now it's allowing you in because it recognizes you as a little bit Sobek. And you allow that to happen by accomplishing some things in the missions. And, and so then you get in there and there's a recording for Gaia. Basically, she tells you from Gaia. She basically tells you that Haiti, something went wrong in Haiti's programming and he, you know, and so basically he's having to be dormant now because she made him that way. She like sent a code, but with the efforts of the eclipse, having found him again and then trying to reawaken him, if they are able to start his sequence. He's going to launch another apocalypse thing on the earth. And so that can't be happening. And she knew that was going to happen. The only way to stop it was to basically create a blast and Gaia to self-destruct herself was the only way to stop Hades from taking from doing it again in the past. But now, so, but she knew that the only reason to like, the only way to like reset it and fully stop it and fully, you know, destroy Hades was if, was if Elizabeth Sobek herself was there, but she's like, but I know you're dead and that can't happen. So you then find out Aloy is pretty much a clone of Sobek created by oh. Gaia to be able to come back to reinitialize the Gaia system, but then also enter in the, the purge code to destroy Hades. Wow. Francer. That is, uh interwoven story. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I know that's super complex. I probably, like, I probably, yeah. I probably get I way like too much, out a little bit, way too honest. much, way too much info in that. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I got, I got into it and then it couldn't stop. But so anyway, and then, um, you wind up defeating, uh, Helis and the, the eclipse and shutting down Hades, um, and, and all that. But then at the very end, there's an after credit scene <gasps> where silence, who's been your helper this whole time, um, is able to like, because his whole thing is like, I'm just trying to find out. I'm just trying to learn knowledge. I'm trying to learn about these old, these old people, Mm, but he, he (laughs) reactivates a piece of Hades. Uh, Why? Accident? No, because he wants to learn what Hades can teach him. Oh my God. So that that kind of sets up a sequel. So we'll see where it goes. He's the bad guy of the next game. Probably so. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I hope in the next game, you're Hades. You've realized that silence (laughs) is a jackass and you're like, no, I want to be good now. It's going to be a real reversal. So that's a very little too far in depth version of recap of the story. Any questions from that before I get into the, the pros of what I like and what I don't like? No, no. Very All thorough. Right, so yeah. So like I said about the story, like I was just like, yeah, holy shit, like this is so original. Story, yeah. Like, and that's why I like once it got into it and I thought about halfway through, I was like, she's got to be a clone. <laughs> and, and so I was like, so obvious. Well, I was thinking, but I was like, could she be like, how would she be there? How could she be a clone? You know, obviously this is after this is like hundreds of years. Yeah. How after like hundreds of years of this, of the events taking place. So the big things that I liked about this were the combat system was, was great. Um, there was a lot of ways, you know, you unlock skills to allow yourself to do other things. Like by the end of the game, you could, you could notch like three arrows to do like a power shot kind of thing. Um, 
You could also, whenever you were like running and then slid and drew your arrow, it would slow time. That's so you fun. could do like some cool yeah, stuff like there. Uh, you could also jump and that would slow time. Yeah. Riding, oh, you can do that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Riding on the Not back of a special. Familiar. Riding on the back of an animal, you could all or a machine. You could also uh, then you could also draw. You know, slow down time to do all that stuff. But then what was cool about it is each you could unlock tons of different weapons, and each weapon had different kinds of ammo types, like fire, do fire damage, ice damage. Uh, tear damage like to remove components to expose the softer insides of the machines uh-huh. kind of thing um, and all those could be used in different ways to you know aid the battle like if you and because the machine the machines would have different canisters on them like fire blaze canisters ice canisters spark you know mm-hmm. electricity kind of things and if you pierce those with the same kind of arrow ammo type it would like send off a like a blast of that type of element basically and so like if you froze a creature then that makes it very easy like all your arrows do a ton time more damage fire does you know over time damage spark you know free uh electricity damage shock damage basically freezes the machines and they're Mm -hmm. stuck and they can't move also in breath of the wild as you may as you may know when you explode an electric chew yeah it's blast shocks all those around which i mean i feel like i've I've come into that you know with other games too it's a it's become at least a common yeah right you know but it's still but it doesn't make it any that doesn't make it any less cool well because it doesn't especially because it's not like you do this you know, like you could shoot like bombs of them that were of that element and eventually it would freeze the thing or mm-hmm. do something. But, um, but the, each one like has that like soft spot that like key spot that like if you crack it there, like it'll, it'll explode. Like the big ones, the thunder jaws have a freeze coil, like a freeze coil on their stomach, but it's on their bottom. So it's, uh, it's on their underside. So like there's a gif I saw on Reddit and I tried to accomplish it myself, but it, I didn't have as good a success as this person. You could run towards the thunder jaw, like coming right at you slide, slow down time. And as you go under it, mm. shoot the, Oh, you couldn't manage cool. that. I tried it. Come yeah, it on. I got close. I got <laughs> you close. You didn't try hard enough. <laughs> but, uh, but, and then it you like explodes. My firstborn thunder jaw. That'd be pretty cool. And, uh, and so the combat was just a really great system. Crafting. I also felt, like can go either way for me in in rpgs yeah this one it felt it was I'm the right amount like there i i always i felt like i could go because I, with my tendency like this is i just stock up on everything i'm like ooh. Yeah. but even if i everything. did that i still always had to do it again sometimes yeah. i feel like i can do it and then it'd be so, like set for the whole game i feel like this one i had to craft so like collect resources and stuff so much hmm. and you can either do that by collecting it by killing machines you know getting getting it from plants, stuff like that. Or you can go to merchants and you can buy things more in bulk or mm-hmm. different things like that. I'm all about that Sam's club approach. I like, yeah. And I like I'll, be, I'll be buying in bulk. <laughs> like me. Yeah, yeah I do. And it works out. It worked out well, but it was yeah. just very, it was a very well done crafting system because it didn't feel laborious, but it also felt like you had to check your resources. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't yeah. just play blind basically and just be like, oh, I've got that. I'm good. You had to constantly kind of keep tabs on your inventory, go back and craft things. And of course you could hunt animals to then upgrade the, you know, the carry capacity of like your, your quivers and your ammo pouches and different things like that. Quiver. And then it also had, you know, along, so the, the weapons can do elemental damage with those certain things, but then you can also collect these mod coils, uh, that you could put into your armor or your weapons that would increase the, uh, benefits of the, of the weapon or armor. So you could collect those from, you know, killing, discovering, killing animals, uh, machines or discovering them from treasure boxes. Does Aloy get other outfits beyond her one on the cover? She does. She actually gets a ton. Um, Awesome. I collected all of like the rare ones. Um, I'm going to look those up. Yeah, you should. They're, they're really cool. Um, 
And so there's just a lot of differences that you can do there. Um, I also liked, obviously, like I said, Aloy herself is a great character. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite characters now that I've, that I've come across in games just because she is like (sighs) Lara Croft and other female protagonists like that are very strong characters. There are, you know, in their own right, badass in their own, in their own ways and everything. Aloy is the only, is one of the first though, that I felt was a truly empowered female character. If that makes sense. I would want you to expand on that. Just in the, in the sense of like, it's, it's, I feel like I'm going to do a terrible way of, of, of explaining I this. I can take a guess. What do you think I'm saying? By here? playing, never playing Laura Croft and never playing Horizon Zero Dawn. But when I look at Laura Croft, I'm like, yeah, she is empowered, but only in the sense that, well, I'm probably way off here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I got, I figured out how to say it. She does, Aloy doesn't have the baggage that past, <laughs> that past Laura Croft games have given to the player. <laughs> With oh, like okay. how she's represented and okay. how she and how uh, she's portrayed, she, Aloy yeah, is like basically deal. a clean slate. Yeah, and this is how she is from the offset. It's not like yeah. here she's the fifth iteration of from Time yeah. Gone. Okay. That's what I mean by okay. that. Okay, I actually I do see what you're saying. Aloy also now. seems in like like again I don't know much, but from what you've said, she seems empowered in a more realistic way. Yeah, whereas Laura Croft is more like action hero. You know. Yeah, like Aloy. Aloy is all about like, she's like, like psychologically. And mentally, it's the same thing. Well, but because like, she's had to, she's defined. had to like steal herself on her own. Like she, yeah. she was, she was taught by Rost, who you know trained her in a, how do you like, which makes sense. She's not just like with you know, she just picked it up one day with bow and arrow one day. Oh, can you hit the camera? Yeah. Uh, bow and arrow one day, and suddenly she's a pro at it. Like she trained her whole life under Ross to be to become proficient in weapons and and fighting and stuff like that, and to be a hunter. Um, and, and then, but then also because Ross was then, you know, taken from her and then she, she then had to learn how to be her own self and to be confident in herself. And she is incredibly confident in herself. Like she didn't take shit from really anybody at all. And you could choose to be the hard ass with somebody. Like sometimes there would be dialogue options to be like a hard ass with somebody or compassionate with somebody or just kind of neutral with that person. And this was one of the first times that I felt like I could justifiably be the hard ass to someone Hmm. and it wouldn't seem out of character a to the character or to how the story was going. Gotcha. Like sometimes I feel like with some RPGs, like I felt this with like Fallout or Dragon Age or something, it gives you the option to be a dick, uh-huh. but you're kind of like, why would In I choose Dragon that Age option? It never yeah. makes sense. I'm yeah. always like, why? Why, why would, would I choose to be a dick? Like everyone wants to marry channel. me, and I want to marry mm. everyone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this one, whenever that was an option, whenever it came up, you like, whenever I felt it justified to use the hard, the you know, the hard, <laughs> firm firm answer it i felt completely justified which yeah. i haven't felt like it was i haven't felt like of character rather it, it than w- like yeah like me trying you, to impose that yeah, on the character yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting um and so but then also too just from a overall sense the game did have a very strong you know female empowerment message which i which i also greatly appreciated like the nora were all led by like by uh by women and then the the other tribe osaram very much it's still a more male-led tribe but the women there were very like they were iron workers and builders and crafters and everything and like out drinking hard with the men kind of thing you know it's like it was the same mentality it like wasn't a thing um and i was thinking about this the other day the cool the cool thing about it was that another just cool thing about like the the underlying message of the whole thing is that each tribe had people of different ethnicities and and races in in each tribe it wasn't like the nor were only white and then mm-hmm. the Osram were all uh, black or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, each tribe had Asian, African-American, mm-hmm. white, 
Hispanic people mm-hmm. in it. But so it was, it was an interesting note that like the division, the divisions between the tribes were never because of an F of an ethnicity or a race. It was like this tribe didn't like this tribe because they were that tribe. And it like yeah. everyone was in it and accepted as equal within the tribe. You know, there was still the hierarchy and like, you know, the ruling class and, and lower kind of thing, but nobody was discriminated because of like a, a natural trait that they had. It was just like this clan doesn't like this clan because they, you know, we fought them in a war Classic hat a long time ago. <laughs> Basically kind of thing, which I just it was like, it was an interesting thing. It was like, you know, it's obviously one of those things where we hope our own world would get to them. I mean, obviously we would hope our own world got to the point where nobody was ever mad at each other, but like it was, it was an interesting to see a world where like where that's how I play Pikmin. <laughs> where nobody's mad at anybody. No. Else. It was basically interesting to see a world where, where that, where that wasn't an issue. Basically it was, hmm. you know, there was still like the, the, division because of like, Oh, I don't like those Nora. They suck. You know, they wear their helmets weird, but (laughs) but there was never like a race ethnicity diversity, which I thought was an an interesting thing to have and like a a good, a cool, a great viewpoint and to like, see what that a world like that could be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then let's see. Oh, and then also I did, I definitely liked how the whole thing was like, obviously this isn't the, these people are basically starting anew, but I still liked the parallels that these tribes had with old cultures. Like the Nora seemed the Nora and Banuk tribes seemed very um, Scandinavian almost in their and their like dress and stuff. Whereas the Karja, they seemed very much taken after like the Aztecs. Yeah, so okay. like, Interesting. so when I said earlier, when Helis was trying to kill Aloy at the very beginning, he said, turn toward the sun, the Karja worship the sun. Oh, oh that's fascinating. Yeah. And so like they like, you learn through the lore of the game, like there was a, the old king of the Karja was like the mad king, the mad sun king is what they called him. And he would like sacrifice people in the sun ring to appease the sun. And so like a very What's my kind of society call back to an yeah. Aztec time. Yeah. I like the sound times. of that. <laughs> and their dress is very, you know, looks as like the Aztec and everything. Mm-hmm. So I liked how it, it pulled from that where it's kind of like you're supposed to start fresh and you kind of just redid the same thing. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's interesting that with having lost all of the culture and history from the loss of Apollo, that it's still kind of, carried Managed. over. Yeah. They still yeah, like still this happens. thing up in the sky seems really important. Right. I think we should worship it. I mean, it. if yeah. I kill a few people, perhaps the sky ball will be happy with me. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, no. So just really, I guess to wrap it all up, those are the big things. Cons. I had a few control. None, 10 out of 10. Well, no, there were a few like games masterpiece. <laughs> it's, it's great. I mean, like it's a definitely like the music. if I were to put a, a number Ooh. like the, nine and above for Ooh, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but like the, the only con, like sometimes there would be some control issues, like some, some of the schematic, like when you would want to select a different weapon, cause you had the weapon, the weapon wheel, but then each weapon sometimes had different ammo types. So you'd not, you, so you'd have to not only select the weapon, but then also the, the oh, ammo type. Oh, that's annoying. Well, Sorry. no, they did it really well because it was like a wheel and it was just segmented. It's one extra step. But so like I did find myself a couple times when I was trying to fight and I'd want to pick like this certain arrow and I would wind up picking the bomb that was yeah. right next to it. And, you know, so little things like Game's that. Broken. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes like I wish it would have had a better barrier for when you would want to f- uh, drop to a ledge. Mm. You had to like hit drop to a ledge you or else you could just like run off a ledge and then die uh, so like that you had to get used to that at the very beginning which i was kind of like ah, that's frustrating um glitches. and then sometimes too like some of the like special attacks or like to like override a a monster or to like do a, a machine or to do like a, a stealth attack on it you'd have to be prompted when you were in range but sometimes like it would show up not very often like it just wouldn't show up 
and you, you'd hit it, think you were in range, and then you just attack it normally and lure all uh. the mo- machines near you. And you're like, well, fuck, I got to fight now. <laughs> like, and so, you know, just random you little things like that? some <laughs> random little things like that. But overall, like gameplay wise, like it was great. And it, it, everything felt really natural and how it, it all connected and worked and like aiming and um, gathering resources and all that. Just some minor little bugs like that that I felt like just, again, weren't huge detractors, just kind of annoying whenever it did occur. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then the music. Yeah. Out fucking standing. Wow. Like I said, like I said before, the soundtrack is four hours long. Yeah. You can, a lot of and it's broke there. and it's like broken up into parts. So it's like, mm. there's like the, you know, it, like it's like the motherland, you know, Victor, like all these different things. There's like four parts to it. And, um, so some tracks that you should check out on that from what I've listened to, I mean, I listened to the whole thing, but it's also four whoa, hours long. Whoa, so my it's like contest. I'm just kidding. That's not what it is. <laughs> so like Aloy's theme uh, and stuff at the beginning is really great. Uh, City on the Mesa is also really good. Uh, it's for when you're in and around Meridian. Um, and and so, yeah, the soundtrack is definitely great. Um, and again, got to give a shout out to the to the voice acting, outstanding voice acting on there. And I will also give a huge uh, thumbs up to the well to the, just the art environment the the world that they created was is fucking beautiful and the and it is actually like realistically generated is seen to you like the the landscapes and everything you know it's it's one of those things you literally just like sometimes stop and just like revolve yeah. the camera so you can the look at it kind of thing took were beautiful yeah which i put a whole lot of photos that i took in game on to our facebook page yeah, if you want to go check those great. out um yeah, the photo mode is great too. You can totally like, you know, just make it. You can now they've added in like you can have Aloy be in different poses, not just like this default, just like her standing. That's also there. in Breath of the Wild. And so I could never figure that one out. What? You yeah. just hit down. Yeah, I didn't know. You're that. a fool. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> and so uh but yeah, graphically outstanding game. Could have used. I mean, I know we're still getting there and it's getting better. It was one of the best uses of facial animations that I've yeah. seen. Oh, the conversations, solid. Aloy's expressions in certain parts were like, you could tell her expression. She didn't have to say what she was feeling. Like you could see it in her face, like what she was yeah. feeling, which I feel like, especially in RPG games, you know, they tend not to focus on that as much as other game styles can with that of a shorter story or anything. Uh, but even with like random NPCs, like the animations were always usually really good. Um, and I so and I know I mean it looked great in 1080 what I was playing it on I can't imagine what it looked like playing it on a 4K PS4 wow. Pro like yeah. it'd be legitimately good it'd be ridiculous. I'm trying to think anything else. <laughs> Table for Hamana. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob, SpongeBob <laughs> comes <laughs> back <laughs> again. But yeah, I can't. I, I mean, obviously, as I've said before, and, and, and the other times I talked about it, you know, obviously go play this game. It, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely well, we in, go play in my game. top no. three. Don't you want to play it now? Okay, so I do want to talk about that. So, why, oh. so <laughs> I would like to address the elephant in the room. Well, no, well, no. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, if you don't want to play it, that's totally What's fine. Matter with you like, I'm not gonna like force you to play it. I just do want to kind of understand because I, like I said before we started recording, I think when I was playing this, I was like, this is a game. Like, Mogan would love this game. You might be right. I have, yeah, it sounds great. I have no good reason for why I'm disinterested in this game. Yeah. I'm just not. Just not. They're, they're, like, I really don't have a reason. Like, yeah. it looks cool. It does. I... Yeah, but I mean, I'm maybe probably, get it sometime, like when it's on when it's on sales in the I future, mean, and like you don't, you're not playing the soundtrack else. that'll jazz me up for it because I haven't listened to any of the OST yet. But just okay, before you leave, I'm going to play it. Oh, okay, the OST, okay, gotcha. just so you can hear All like right, so, Aloy's theme. Yeah, I, I like, like this. There's no good reason that I don't want to play it. 
I get it. I it's just, just not. I just, just not your time. <laughs> You're just not ready to play it yet. Yeah. Okay. It's I like get, I've I mean, got other fair. stuff Good out enough. there. <laughs> well, I mean, need to be, a better reason. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it, Breath of the Wild came out a few days after it did. Yeah. And so, yeah. like that, that then ate up your world, and so that's why you were going to be playing. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I know there's no, like there's the not like a contest. Yeah, sounds like. Next time on Team Chat Podcast. Wait a minute, I'm a conspiracy. But um, but no, yeah. So obviously, play the game. It's great. It's my number two. It's I've officially decided. Yeah, it's my number two game. Last of, all of time. Us, Last of Us, Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn, and then uh, Dark Forces as wow, of right now. We, yeah, kicked out Civilization. Civilization has Let's to find see, a new it's home. Fair. It's fair. It is fair because it's it's great. And so, and the and the big thing too is Guerrilla Games, the developer. They had previously been making the Killzone series, which is a first person shooter uh, action game. Which I love those games too. Those games are really fun. Uh, but then so to come back off of that in a completely new different direction and to be able to produce Horizon Zero Dawn is a tremendous effort and yeah. incredible props to them for being able to make such a good game and to, you know, take the chance on a new IP for one and yeah. then be able to knock it out of the park the way they yeah. did. Yeah. Excellent job. Yeah, for real. For it being a brand new franchise, which I'm sure now it will be. Oh, it will. At the it response will have that Horizon awesome. Zero Dawn has gotten, probably yeah. two E3s from now, we're going to see yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn too. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it too, Return of Hades, is I honestly, I honestly was kind of like going. I was like, I almost got the. See, that was the thing. Like Last of Us, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine if this was a standalone game and never got anything else. This one, by the end of it, I was legitimately like, I don't want this game to end. Wow. I, you know, I want to keep being able to play it and be able to come back to it. So yeah, give me a second one. Nice. But then I was also like, how are they going to get a second one? Where's it going to go? And so it was really great that they did give the, the post credit scene with silence, you know, and you're like, Oh, that's where it's going to come from. What if the whole next game is just him learning and it just really reinforces that books are for chumps. <laughs> I'm calling it. The he learns. Thing. He, he's just sitting there learning. And you just have to like do these like mini games to yeah, unlock different things like out of Hades. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and then he gets it and he's like, I found it. And then out of the shadows, uh, Aloy comes up and is like, Nope. <laughs> and it's like knowledge Treat. and reading is for chumps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then uh, silence is actually uh, voiced and acted by uh, Lance Reddick. Who I don't know if you've Lance seen Reddick. him. That sounds familiar. That's a good name. He is in. He's in. Oh, crap. Lance what's Reddick. the show he's in? He's been in the in the John Wick movies. Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick movies. He's also. What is the show? It's like the sci-fi, like time traveling show that came out. Fringe. He's in Fringe. Oh, he's oh, in. Oh, this guy's the Lance shit. Reddick. Yeah. God, yeah. He's awesome. So he's yeah. silent. Look at his face. Oh my god, dude! If you have you ever watched Fringe? No, fringe is it's good. Awesome, it's really, it's really good. So yeah, so he's oh silent. Oh my gosh! Wow. So okay, now I want to play it. There you go. That's <laughs> all I had to do. I just needed Lance Reddick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he did not say any job to. Uh, he's been in actually a couple of video games as of late. Like I think he's in Quantum Break and because he's a literal badass. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He just, I love so Lance Reddick. Awesome. Yeah. Anything God, he's, he's in cool. gets a, like ten extra bonus <laughs> awesome points. You know, it's just he's great. Uh, so that that was that was the other thing when nice. I saw like the trailers and everything. I was like, ooh, a Lance, Lance Reddick video Reddick. game. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what he said. Yeah, Zach. I like it a lot. I did. I was like, I like this a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up what I, all I had. Um, any questions on it from anything that I've said? Anything at all? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, there we go. Play Horizon Zero Dawn, the latest game from Gorilla Games. Uh, it's Team great. Chat. It's awesome. Team Chat approves. Faux Seal show. Approval. <laughs> That'll be the cover up from now on. Yeah. <laughs>
but no. So yeah, it's great. Um, anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this episode? Uh, I did think of something. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I was going to see if we had oh, okay, anything else you. we want to talk because I've been talking a whole lot. So I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk about no. anything else you want to talk about before we. No close final this one thoughts. Out. I used all of my brain power to think of something. Alrighty, for your song. Well, for my song. <laughs> without further ado, then here is Mogan's song okay. for this week. Pick your fighters. Pikmin. And prepare yourself. <laughs> no, what? Right, <laughs> Pick, choose your fighters and prepare yourself for one killer game of volleyball. Ooh, I know this. No, you don't. Yes, I no, do. you don't. When he you thinks he knows it. it. You think well, you I, know. He thinks you he knows don't even it. Know. <laughs> you don't even know, man. You don't even know, man. <laughs> okay, so, so choose your. <laughs> so one more time, it's choose your fighters and prepare yourself for one killer. Game of volleyball. Okay, so there's your song and hint for this week. This contest goes live on May 31st. <laughs> this is our third time trying this. <laughs> it's one of those days. Dad keeps messing him up. <laughs> I'm just being, telling you it would be the error. <laughs> I know. I appreciate the correction. So May 31st is when the contest goes live. <laughs> at 9 a.m. First person, we'll send out a post on our Facebook and Twitter. First person to correctly reply to those posts with this game that the song is from gets to send us a song and hint for a future episode. Well, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Hopefully I didn't bore everyone to death with the horizon and hopefully I didn't spoil anything for anybody who was trying to save it for themselves. But that has been our, our a, uh, review of Horizon Zero Dawn. Team Chat, seal of approval. But that brings this episode of Team Chat Podcast to a close. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bye. And to my left, Zachary Parks. <laughs> I see ya. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. <laughs>